Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Bailey. The campaign is A Cold Fire Within. It was written by Christopher Smith Adair, and it's available from the Chaosium website and from the drive-through RPG website. Uh, our game master is Zane Fleming, and this is episode one. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Zane? Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, so before we kick in, uh, I did want to just say, uh, I forgot to mention this in the last video, but uh, I was very lucky to have uh, the music that you hear at the beginning, at the end of uh, this new series was composed by my very good friend, Aaron Fagan. Uh, it's a great track. Uh, I absolutely love it. And we're really grateful that he was able to create something for us. If you like the track and would like to support him, uh, a link to Aaron's Bandcamp is linked below in the video. Um, I think it's only like a couple of dollars. Um, yeah, it's called Elder Calling. Um, yeah, go check it out. He wrote it specifically for us. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Now, um, we're about to jump into a cold fire within. Uh, we're going to quickly go around the, the circle, as it were, and uh, have all the players introduce their characters, um, even though I'm sure most of you probably watched the Session Zero, so you kind of have an idea of who people are playing, but we'll just do a quick recap and then we will, uh, I'll give some intro into the story. So let's start with uh, Matthew Sanderson. All right. Hello there. Um, I'm Matt, your player, uh, playing Milton Blake, um, a parapsychologist in the modern day terms but i'm not sure that the term would have been around at that at that point in time let's say a investigator into the strange and unusual uh, with an interest in folklore um, he's had a couple of books published about the folklore and ghost stories uh, back home in the uk around england wales scotland and he's working on probably his magnum opus his uh, investigation into strange haunted places on the east coast of the us and also anywhere else in the in the us that sparks his interest as I currently living in New York with good friends around him and an ever-increasing bar bill at Bargles as well, a lovely gentleman's club. Uh, next, let's have Mark. Uh, hello, good evening. Uh, I'm Mark. I'll be playing Owen Dorcha, a uh, 29-year-old dilettante and ex-Catholic from Bondoran in Ireland. Um, now in accommodation in a two-bedroom apartment with his good friend, Damiel. Um, Owen and his older brother emigrated to the States after their parents passed away and they took with them um, a healthy inheritance. Um, Ronan, Ronan the bro his brother, traveled over with spiritual purpose, whereas Owen traveled with a bit more immediate gratification purpose. Um, yeah, his brother introduced him to Damiel, who's part of the seminary. And uh, he subsequently introduced Owen to the Arcane Society. Uh, I think he brought him along because he, he tells good Irish ghost stories. Um, he's a respectful fella, polite, and he's quite adventurous. He used to get into fights in school just for the pure sake of entertainment. Um, but miraculously, he's never broken a bone, even sprained anything, such as the luck of the Irish. Uh, and then let's hand over to uh, Tom. The, the, the truth is, let's see, uh, my friend, Father Ronan, Ronan, 
Uh, he's a Roman Catholic, I'm very Orthodox, but we're friends. He wants me to take a, a to, to make sure that his brother doesn't get into too much trouble. Um, it's true, I'm going to um, St. Seraphim's Orthodox Seminary currently. Uh, we're, it's in Yonkers. We're currently on hiatus. But uh, I was born in Greece on an island, the island of Aegina. Uh, and uh, I, I immigrated here about five years ago. Uh, and um, I, I'm now currently attending the seminary. So that, that's really about the role there is. Uh, Owen gets into some, you know, he's young, he's uh, still addicted to uh, the happiness and the, and the, the joys of uh, the pleasures of uh, indulgence. And uh, I mean, I, I'm not here to judge. Uh, I just, uh, I, I hope that I keep him a little from going over, overboard. Uh, and that's, that's about it. Awesome. Uh, Marsden, David. The name is Marsden Lethbridge. I am a polymath, a genius, a student of the real and the unreal. My purpose in the Arcane Society is to uncover things that the natural sciences have not yet revealed to me. Uh, I'm currently sharing a workshop in the laboratory with this uh, fellow Wyatt, who is extremely handy. Uh, and one of the mysteries that I have yet to uncover is a talent that I possess that I cannot yet explain, uh, that of using the exotic playing cards as a form of divination. Awesome. And then let's hand over to your assistant, um, Jason. Hi, I'm Jason. Today I'll be playing Wyatt Chambers. Um, Wyatt was born to overprotective parents and grew up in New Jersey, right across from New York, where he lives now. And at the age of 12, he snuck out on his 12th birthday to go to New York City. Lo and behold, ran into some street toughs, severely beaten, scarred his face, grounded into the concrete. He was in a coma for eight months. And once he came out, he was basically kept in the house. He wasn't allowed to leave. Uh, his father was in the Great War, a mechanic and engineer. His mom uh, liked electrical appliances. So he basically grew up in the basement of his house, creating, breaking, destroying, and building new things. If it's broke, I can fix it. If it doesn't exist, I can make it. So I have to live with this the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to start the game off with a few quotes uh, by various authors um, and, uh, and, and people who are known for having an interest in, in the darker um, stories, just to get help get the players in the mood. Sometimes you wake, sometimes the fall kills you, and sometimes when you fall, you fly. Neil Gaiman. I become insane with long intervals of horrible sanity. Edgar Allan Poe. Every man is put on earth condemned to die. 
time and method of execution unknown, Rod Sterling. The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all of its contents, H.P. Lovecraft. <clears throat> all right. Wednesday, May 8th, 1935, Manhattan, New York City. You slept soundly after traveling the US for the past six weeks. It's nice to finally sleep in your own bed. As you awoke, you feel a warm, gentle breeze coming from the open window, somewhat ruined by the noise coming from the Manhattan streets below. But over the years, you've learned to drown such things out. You get up and make your way over to your ensuite and start your morning ritual. Once completed, you go back to your room and find something to wear to breakfast where you and your friends will officially debrief from your recent trip, debunking paranormal activities in various hotels, mansions, and secluded cabins in the woods, even a hunting lodge near Bangor, Maine. Once you were satisfied with your appearance, you glanced at the clock on your nightstand, 10.50 a.m. You all agreed to meet for a late breakfast, early lunch in the smallest dining room at Bargles, Eats Minor, at 11 a.m., best to head down and join the others. It is at this moment a cold chill climbs up your back with such a degree you let out a small gasp. You cannot explain it, but all of a sudden you have overcome with a terrible feeling of foreboding. You have these feelings occasionally and can normally ignore them, but this time it's different, more intense, harder to push aside. Nevertheless, you quickly compose yourself and make your way to Eats Minor to join the rest of your friends. So, um, Milton, Marsden, and Wyatt, you will uh, arrive in Eats Minor um, around about the same time. Uh, Sam has. Uh, uh, set up the table for, for you uh, and enough of for your members that are coming. Uh, you guys usually like to eat Eats Minor because it has just enough seats and, and space available for, for your little group. Um, so you find it a good secluded place for you to all speak freely and, and so on and so forth. Um, Sam is, is standing there as you enter uh, and, and pulls uh, out your, your chair um, as you all sit down and, and asks you all what you would like for breakfast. This, this morning. Well, thank you, Sam. Uh, usual, uh, two cups of coffee, uh, two wheat biscuits, and a grapefruit. Yes, of course, Mr. Lethbridge. Yeah, uh, also, creature of habit, I'll go for the usual, so plenty of meat that when I poke it, I can still hear it go moo and taste its last thoughts. And uh, a couple of Irish coffees with more of the Irish than the coffee, please. Of course, Mr. Blake. And uh, Mr. Chambers, I believe you're muted, sir. <clears throat> a little something in my throat. Um, <laughs> espresso black and two sunny side up. Of course, sir. Uh, will Mr. Dorsha and uh, Dracos uh, be joining you this uh, today? Yes, we expect them shortly. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Sam, uh, one of the many Sams of Bargles, uh, uh, leaves the room and, and leaves the three of you to um, to discuss. Well, 
Martin, I think that bed and breakfast was just publicity to get people to stay there. There was no witch, no haunting. No, I, I really feel that uh, the uh, primary utility of that entire excursion was in determining uh, the depths of the perfidy of the American imagination. Liars, frauds, cretins. Interesting scenery, I thought. Some geological features of there's something also more satisfying about finding someone that's actually actively trying to deceive their uh, their patrons rather than it just being another squeaky door or another rattling pipe. The, it's nice to actually find something deliberate behind it for for once. It's yep. true. I expected to see more hysteria than we did. It is at this moment that there's a knock. Uh, at the door, and uh, yet another Sam uh, opens the door and uh, says, uh, Gentlemen, uh, so sorry to disturb you. Uh, I have a Mr. Dracos and Dorka here to see you. Very well, thank you. And um, Sam uh, gestures for uh, Damiel and Owen to, to uh, enter Eats Minor. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you all keeping? Well, well, gentlemen, good to see you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Mr. Dorker, uh, Dracos, uh, what exactly would you like for breakfast, gentlemen? I like the look of what Melton's having over there. Smells good, too. I'll have what he's having. Thank you very much, Sam. Um, could you bring me just some fresh fruit and uh, a black coffee, please? Of course, sir. And uh, yet again, Sam uh, leaves the room quick smart. <laughs> My, that all smells delicious. Definitely what you need at this time of the morning. In fact, any time of the morning. Um, could you all give me a spot hidden? I uh, found that. I'm enjoying my espresso. Fast. Just a regular. Nope, I fail. I've still got a hangover. 95. I'm more concentrating on my drink. <laughs> um, so, uh, Damiel, you're the only one uh, to notice. Uh, okay. That's because so, I'm um, not. <laughs> you, you uh, at this point in time, uh, happen to, to glance out the window. You see you're closest to, to the window in the room, and you can see across the street um, Melody Sterling. Uh, who uh, you know from the Arcane Society. Uh, you know her and her husband. She They joined around about the same time that you all did. Uh, and you can see her crossing the street. And she looks extremely distressed and uh, very... Um, uh, normally she's got her hair done up very nicely and she's very well kept together, but she's looking very... like she's just sort of gotten up and thrown on some clothes and, and, and things like that. Uh, and she seems to be crossing the street and heading towards Bargles. Gentlemen, um, uh, is that not Mrs. Sterling there? She she looks like she's in distress. Mm -hmm. There, there, the crossing of the street. She's coming this direction. Yeah, uh, as he points her. it out, you you will notice her. Yeah. I I stand up and I I move to go 
retrieve her if yeah I'll, I'll, so um i i don't actually wait to see if anybody follows me i just go if they follow me they follow me um so <laughs> as you as you uh leaves each major and if anyone else goes with you uh, actually I, I would be going with him yeah sure um you exit each major and and you go down um about two levels in the kind of it's not a spiral staircase but it's one of those kind of kind of right. flows along the walls uh and you go down about two levels and, and you get to the kind of front uh sitting room and and there you can see uh, melody sterling uh seems to be having not an argument but she seems to be uh quite strongly requesting that the sam at the door um uh, let her through um to, to speak with someone and she's uh, she's she's demanding. I, I must Miss, I must speak with them. I must, Mrs. Sterling. Uh, and I go immediately out to her, Mrs. Uh, Sterling. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, uh, and then Sam sort of, uh, uh, Mr. Drakos. You you know this woman, of course. Please, please, yes, yes. come inside. And I I take her and I, I bring her in. What's the matter, my dear? Oh, oh Daniel, it's 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 horrible. I, I. I think I need to sit down. Uh, where, where are the others? I, I need to speak with you all. We're upstairs. Please come with me. Um, and uh, she sort of, as you lead her up the stairs, she, she seems to be holding onto your arm quite tightly. You can right. tell, um, without doing any side of kind of psychology check, this woman's is distressed and and, uh, and and really not in a good place. Whatever has happened. Um, so obviously she uh, enters the room. Um, and you all that that didn't follow uh, will see. Um, uh, and if uh, I if I pass it, if I pass anybody, I'm like, please bring some water. There's always a Sam around, and Sam uh, Sam no of Shredwaiter, uh, and and scalpers off to to go and retrieve some some ice water. I pull out a chair for her. Sit down. Um, she, she takes it and um, uh, with with. On the verge of tears, she takes a little handkerchief out of out of her handbag and sort of dabs at her eyes and just go, I, I, I tried, I tried to, I, I, I came here the other day, but they told me that you was you were still away on on your, your tour. Oh God. We just arrived back, yes. What is it? What what is disturbing you? It's 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 Brandon. He's he's gone. He's missing. How long has he been missing? I, I, I lost, I saw him on the second. That was the last time I saw him, but I, I, I didn't realize he was missing until I, uh, God, what was it? And, and she pulls out, um, sort of like an, an address book, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, um, she's on, on the sixth, uh, on the sixth, that, that was the day I, 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 I really, thought things were strange he's been acting odd for for a few weeks now but I, I just thought it was it was a midlife crisis or something or he was just stressed at work and things but oh God, it's do you think well, uh, have you alerted uh, the authorities the police the anticipation is killing us <laughs> I 
He lost the sound. Yeah. Well, the only drawbox of wireless. Yeah. Well, I'm going to eat my fresh fruit. So my prayers. I'm to bring two more cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Now, did she say that she hadn't seen him since the second, but she didn't know he was. She didn't think until about it until the sixth, the sixth right? Yeah. And what's the eighth? The eighth. Eighth. Yeah. So he's been missing for six days. Possibly. He's been acting funny sent for a couple of weeks as well. That is one hell of a tooth to extract for a dentist if it takes six days. <laughs> Testing. Goes all the way down to his intestines. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear us? Hang on. This is annoying. There we go. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Shit. Obviously not enough charge in my new headphones. That's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've seen them since the sixth. Yeah, something about the police was the question. If you wanted to, yes, I just said. uh, Have you have you alerted the authorities? Have you called the police? Yes, yes. No, I, I I called the police, but they they insinuated that he was just off with a woman. They would no help at all. Well, you say he was acting strangely. Tell us. Yes. Well, he's he's been acting odd. He's been forgetting things, and and I I keep catching him staring off in the distance, and then and then when I I sort of snap him out of it, he he has no memory of what he was doing or 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 anything. He's just he hasn't been himself. And like I said, I thought it was just stress or. Or something, but oh, I'm so worried. I'm so worried, gentlemen. And you say that you have not seen him since the second, but you were not stressed until the sixth. Yes, he came home late on the second, and and he he'd been out with with some friends, uh, and he came in late, and it, and it was quite late. It was about two in the morning, and and he. He mumbled something about going away for the weekend, uh, camping with his friends, and I, I didn't think anything of it at, at the time. But but now it's he's he's not returned, and well, on, on the sixth, this is so this is so embarrassing. I had to go to the bank to to withdraw some money to to pay for the rent and, and groceries and such. He's cleaned up the bank account. Oh dear. I have nothing. Oh my goodness. This is why the authorities think that there's another woman involved. Marston, I assure you, Brandon loves me very much. He would not do such a thing. Uh, was uh, anyone at the bank able to tell you from where he made this final withdrawal? No, they, they, they just said that he, he, he came in and uh, I believe the, the, the day they said that he came in was um, on the third. So the, the day after I, the day after he came home late, it was the day he, the, the bank teller told me that he took out everything. 
So if we went camping on a mattress of your life savings. Uh, yes, no. Yes, that's what I see. It seems strange. And and you all know Brandon. He's not the type to go camping. He's a uh, dentist. dentist like the creature comforts. I am I am sad to say that the police may be right. Uh as hard as it is to believe. Uh do you have a place to stay? Are you staying with your family or no, I, I don't. Do you have a my means family. to get to your family? Uh, my, my family have all, have all passed, uh, unfortunately. I, I, all I had left was, was Brandon. Uh, I, I still have the, the, the apartment we own, but the, the rent will be due soon, and, and I, I have no, no means to... Do you have friends? Well, yes, I'm, that's why I'm here. No, I mean uh, uh, f uh, female friends. Oh, yeah, yes. That you can maybe stay with. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I, I, I suppose so. Your husband is a dentist, correct? Yes. Have you checked his office? Yes, no, I've, I've been to the office and and it, it's everything's as it was. Have as you normal. checked with his secretary, the receptionist? Well, I, I, I function as a secretary. As a oh, okay. Family business. So uh, when he was, uh, he didn't specify, obviously, the friends he was going camping with. No, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion. Mm -hmm. But it, it seems highly unlikely he went camping. Certainly. But who are the friends? The friends might just be an excuse. Back in back in January, Brandon started seeing a hypnotist, a and, hypnotist. and he started spending a lot of time with him. A man by the name of Ferdinand Argus. A R G A S T. A R G U S. Argus. Argus. Yes. Argus. Like yes. the uh, the Greek uh, ship that uh... Jason took. Jason took, yes, the article. Oh, I, I, I Milton, yes. do you know the fellow? Is it a name I recognize? Um, give me a... Uh, give me a... Let's go with uh, an occult chick. Okay. 44 is a regular success. Um, it's It's... It's a name you've you've potentially heard of. You might have seen um, like clippings in the newspaper of uh, kind of advertising it. Um, it. It's the sort of name that kind of because it's it's a strange name. It pops out, but then you forget about it. And then when someone mentions it again, I go, "Yes, I do remember seeing that in a in a newspaper article." Hmm. Is it in reference to like a, an ad for his services or yes, promoting correct. a stage show? Because if, uh, uh, if he's yeah, a stage uh, artist. Hypnotist therapy type thing, um, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, the name's popped up in the papers before. Thankfully, he doesn't appear to be a uh, like a stage performer. He actually seems to be a bit more legit. He, he took me to uh, one of the sessions once, and uh, it, it's—I don't know if I'd use the word legit. Uh, it just seemed like a bunch of uh, mumbling and and. Got horrible incense, but uh, well, Brendan seems to like it. Hmm. Was there? Oh, sorry. Please, Liar. 
particular reason why he was going to see this man? Did well, he have a problem? Well, I think he was, as you know, us all in the, the Arcane Society, we're always trying to strengthen our mind and and, and open to to new experiences. Well, Brandon saw the article in the paper and and uh, thought he'd, he'd give it a try. I'm wondering if our line of investigation should see if we can find what his what his secret life was all about. Perhaps I I, I know that Brendan was probably not cheating on you, but at the same time, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to see if we can find out where he's been and see if he has in fact been seeing someone. So you'll help. Well, in any case, he's a, he's an He's a cad. He left you nothing in the bank? Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Uh, at all. That's just, even if he was a, a cheater and was leaving, he should at least have left you some, something. I, oh, Zach, I, was, I think it's natural to suspect that the man is not entirely uh, acting under his own volition. Uh, a delicate question, madam. Uh, is there a history in his family of dementia? Not, not that I, I, I know of, but we, we never spoke of such things, I'm, I'm afraid. Keeper, how old is Melody and Brandon? Um, Melody and Brandon are in their kind of mid to late 30s. Oh, okay. So they're not old. Okay. No. I'm going to wave down a Sam and tell him to bring me a couple of local newspapers. Yes. Not on, yep. Wyatt. We want them um, advertising. It's probably the, the same Sam that had come in to give uh, uh, Melody her glass of, of water, uh, which yeah. she, she quite uh, quickly uh, downed. Um, and that seemed to help her. She sort of calmed down a little bit with the, the cold water and the being able to sit down and, and finally being able to speak with you all. Madam Sterling, uh, do you recall where he saw the advertisement that interested him so? Oh, um. Yes, it was. It was in the, the the Times, I believe. Good, that should be easy enough then. That implies he's got money to get an advert in that kind of paper. Yeah. Oh, and on the on the note of the uh, the rent, you don't need to worry about that. Oh, oh, Lake, I I couldn't. Uh, there's there's no there's no two ways about it. You 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 need it, and I can supply it. So honestly, don't worry about it. She uh, she gets I'm, up from her her seat and. Uh, and uh, rushes over and gives you a, a very warm hug. <laughs> I'll give her a pat on the back. So I'm not I'm not going to let a lady, and I'm certainly not going to let a friend lose a roof over their head. So no, don't don't be silly. Well, you, you have all, gentlemen, you're already shown more more kindness and 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 help than than the police. I'm sure that's a very low bar indeed. Uh, I, I'm afraid I must balance that warmth with uh, more um, impertinent questions. Uh, what clothing did he take away on this supposed camping trip? Well, that, that is the strange thing. That, that nothing's been taken. Only the money. Yeah, so again, it doesn't sound as though he's beginning a new life with another love. He would like his cufflinks under such circumstances. Like I said, the, well, the only thing missing is is his uh, is his tweed suit. 
his favourite tweed suit, which uh, I, I believe he may have been wearing the night he came in. Uh, other than that, every, everything else seems to be in order. Hmm. We will immediately begin to investigate this. Uh, could you write us down, let's say, a list of his friends and relatives? Um, somebody might know more than what you know. Uh, yes, yes, of course. And, uh, and if he, like, you see, he, I mean, he's a dentist. I'm sure he has other medical people that he is familiar with, people like that. Uh, people that he might go to the... Um, the uh, you know to get a schwitz, uh, friends, colleagues, they might you know locker room talk. Uh, they well, might know I, something. I, I I'd have to go back to his uh, uh, to the office to, to look up such things, but um, I, I'm more than more than uh, happy to do so. I can I can make you a list now of, of the the people that I can pick off offhand, um, and uh, and then uh, we'll, I suppose we'll go from there. So she starts to um, she pulls out a, a page from her her pocketbook. Uh, and starts to drop down some names at this moment that uh, uh, Sam returns with um, uh, with the uh, local newspapers and, and takes them over to, to you uh, quiet hey, I, I kind of toss a paper to each person and at the table minus the lady and say gents let's see if we can find this ad cool so there's four papers uh, in total um, who would like to take one up Okay, White's got one. Oh, I'll take one. Marsden, Demiel, and Milton. I'll, or, I'll look uh, after. I'll look after Melody. So okay, so uh, Owen. Owen is doing the the fourth paper. Uh, all of you can give me a library use. I found the newspaper. I got an O one. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Forty three out of forty five. I no, found an O five. We're wasting rolls. Damn it! Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm too busy so, looking. Too busy looking at the pictures. I failed. <laughs> oh, comics! Uh, Owen is uh, is is distracted by uh, on page two. Uh, there's an article about him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> handsome uh, Irish, um, wealthy social, single. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and on page uh, three, there's a picture this big of a man going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, almost into, in, in, instantaneously, Damiel uh, turns to, to the page uh, and, and there, and it's a small box um, um, with uh, um, a strange um, kind of circle with a, it looks like it's almost like a, a tree inside the circle. Uh, it says Ferdinand Argus, hypnotherapist. Um, uh, call now. Uh, all your um, all your questions will be answered. Is uh, is that Damiel showing the article to the rest of us? Yeah, there it is. Uh, all of you that passed would have uh, he found it instantaneously, but all of you don't don't take too long to to find the article in uh, your paper as well. I, I was trying to find it for you because you asked to find it. So there it is. Does that symbol have any occult significance? Oh, give me, uh, give me an occult roll. Uh, Seventy-four. I'm not going to burn twenty-four luck in the first session. Not yet on that kind of yeah. roll. Uh, you would have had to have got a pretty good one. Anyway. Looks like it's three. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like anything that's uh, that you're aware of. It just looks like a strange, 
logo, you know. Yeah. Milton, um, mm -hmm. would a nefarious hypnotist be able to hypnotize somebody into emptying their bank account? A good con artist can do that without having any hypnosis. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, Gypsies and Bondoran were not notorious for it. Mm. Happened to one of my friends. Yes, but it doesn't sound like there's any uh, Romeo involved in this. It just sounds like a... I would almost expect a religious organization. They're the kind that can get you to take all of your money. Is that but, so, brother? But they... Uh, but a, uh, a, a hypnotist? Madam Sterling, when you accompanied Brendan on that occasion, uh, where was this uh, hypnotist's office? Or was it in his apartment or a public space? Uh, he, he came to us that time. You know What's your impression? Of, of him? Well, very, uh, very strange man. He's a extremely tall, extremely tall and very broad-shouldered, uh, had uh, almost like a kind of dark turning gray, long hair to about his shoulders and, and a very large forked beard. Sounds very showman-like. Yeah, it's ostentatious. Uh, did he come to see Brendan when you weren't present or did Brendan go to see him? Brandon went to see him usually, but for, on this this one occasion, uh, he came to us to to, to try, I guess, uh, attempt to hypnotize me. It wasn't very successful. Uh, apparently, I don't have an open mind enough. Nonsense. He was there to case out your house if he was a con man. See so what do that as you got there, your financial living. As I said, everything's there, and we we have this very expensive furniture and. And, and paintings and, and, and the like. Uh, if he wanted to, to rob the place, he would have done no, so. No, but he knew if you have expensive stuff in the house, you have a big bank account. Hmm. I suppose so, yes. There's, there's also the certain degree of urgency here. I mean, those assets would take time to liquidate. You'd have to find right. a buy, you'd have to arrange transport, etc. This is pick up and go kind of urgency quick. Oh, I, I didn't realize there was such a, a science to it all. Hmm. Do you live in a house or an apartment? Uh, an apartment, hmm. yes. Upper East Side. And he didn't take his clothes, just... Just a just, just tweed suit. Very he, strange. He cleaned you out on Friday the 3rd. Uh, what was it about the 6th that alarmed you? Oh, that's when you went to the bank? That's when he... Uh, so, uh, that's when I went to the bank. What are you and, telling uh, his clients? Uh, well, I, I, I've just told them that he's sick. Uh, uh, are you uh, rescheduling them for the future uh, out of hope that he'll return to normal? I, I thought best to not. I, I, I've told them that uh, uh, he, he is quite ill at this point and, and uh, uh, is not taking any more appointments until uh, uh, we know if he uh, would recover or not. I thought that was uh, best. Smart, smart. And you said that he was absent-minded uh, and so on. Uh, did it seem to affect his the care of his patients before his departure? Yes, yes. There was a few times he was he he was oh. meant to go to uh, appointments. Uh, various people, uh, uh, 
um, uh, certain hotels and, and certain people of, uh, of, of quite high echelon here in New York, uh, and he would completely miss the meeting. Uh, I would I would tell him let, after that he, he couldn't make such mistakes. You know, we have a reputation to uphold. When he visited your apartment, he offered you nothing to eat or drink? When he came to us, yes, of course. I, we offered tea and, and, uh, and, and food. But he but offered uh, you nothing? No, 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 nothing, uh, nothing like that. The only thing he brought with him was, uh, um, as I said, he had, a, he had a, an incense burner with, with a strange... And he brought that to your house? Yes, it was like a sickly sweet... Uh, flowery type uh, smell and, and, and uh, he also had uh, uh, an, an amulet on a chain maybe for the hypnotism and you remember what the amulet looked like uh, yes it um, uh, and she sort of glances over um, at the paper you've got open Wyatt and oh that's it and points at the the oval. Well, we need to look into this this tree snake thing. Did you say snake? Well, it's kind of serpentine, don't you think? A little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Makes me think of um, oh, can't remember the name of the snake now. It sounds Norse. Probably something vaguely like that. Yggdrasil, that's the... Yeah, I was thinking of the, the snake that wrapped itself around the great uh, the great oak tree of the world. Yeah, so Yggdrasil is a tree. Yeah. Yorod uh, Mont, I can never pronounce it, uh, Loki's, one of Loki's sons? My knowledge of Norse mythology is uh, <laughs> tertiary at the Superficial at best. Right. Me of a Joshua tree, a tree of life type, but distorted. Mm -hmm. well, we are all in the arcane society, so we've had exposure right. to a lot of occult sort of things. I, um, I forget the lady's name. What's her name again? Melody Sterling. I turn to her and ask her if she wants some food, and we should get when she leaves. So I'm going to put her in a cab and give her money to pay so she gets home safe. Uh, yeah, she. Yes, yeah, she, um, she. Well, if if it's not too much trouble, I I I would uh, some eggs and, and bacon would be lovely. Sam, a double breakfast, brown baguette. Um, and uh, uh, Sam sort of pops his head in right away, sir. Um, would it's be a different impolite. Sam every single time. <laughs> would be impolite to let the young lady eat alone, and we must go. I at least I want to go to this address. Is there an address or only a phone number on the... There's just a, only a phone number on the, oh, on the newspaper oh, article. And uh, does the Arcane Society maintain a library? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, at the moment, it's uh, where you guys meet for your um, things um, is at um, um, Professor Oscar Kilgrave's home. Um, he lives in... Um, blanking now what's the it's it's near new york it's kind of like um Queens, uh, bronx the, the the kind of beach place that all the rich folks go long island that's Camptons. the one 
Yeah, he lives in Long Island. Mm -hmm. And he has quite an extensive library and, and things there, which um, uh, he may or may not have uh, procured a few books from uh, his alma mater, Arkham Miskit Onik. Mm -hmm. Yes, we'll want to repair to the arcane library at some point and see whether that, I think that tree insignia is rather unusual. The fact that there are only branches coming from one side of the tree strikes me as unhealthy, to say the least. Well, I think that what is most significant about it is that we haven't seen it before. Right. We can, we can immediately rule out a hundred different groups. Is excellent. My dear, uh, so you, you Sam comes in with uh, the food for Melody and she starts to, and she hand, um, here's that list you asked for, um, uh, yes. Damiel. Um, so on the list is uh, is a few names there's Leopold Fontanelli, um, uh, Fernand Argus, Professor Oscar Kilgrave, which obviously you guys know. Um, and uh, she also writes The League of the Forgotten Men. Do we know what that is? Give me a... Uh, what current events? Um, give me knowledge, a knowledge intelligence, yeah. yeah. Quite apt, considering he was forgetting a lot of stuff around the time. Oh, <laughs> eight. Ten. <laughs> oh, six. 85. Uh, oh, geez, we are using up all of our good rolls. Uh, yes, those of you who passed, um, the League of the Forgotten Men have been a group that uh, over the past year or so have been kind of garnering quite a reputation and building in numbers. Um, and they are... Uh, They're a group of, of men, predominantly, who have certain beliefs about um, the current running of, of the United States and believe that um, other groups from uh, overseas have a better idea of how things should be done. Predominantly like the rise. from Germany. I was going to say the rise of fascism in Germany, Italy, etc. Yeah, very much this is a fascist group. Sort of Lindberghian, you might say. Mm. Not the group that you would expect Brandon to be associating with in any way. Hmm. Not a big overlap between the arcane society and um, that sort. Well, there are a lot of ideas going around nowadays. The exploration of what is possible in the for forms of government, uh, it's all nonsense. We all need to get an imp back, is what we need. An imp? Emperor. Somebody who can cut through all the red tape and say, I want you to do this now, and it gets done. There was another name that came up on that list, uh, Leopold Fontanelli. Do we know anything about him? Uh, give me a an occult role. 
Got to put points in this. Twenty-one. Got it. <laughs> Thirty-five. So that is a regular success. Ah, uh, Leopold. Uh, Leopold Fontanelli. Um, you haven't heard the name. Uh, you've only heard the name in passing at the Arcane Society. Um, but he, the reason he gets brought up at the Arcane Society is um, he very famously had a very large argument with Professor Kilgrave. Uh, and is the only person ever to be banned from the society. Ooh, okay. Now, uh, because Marilyn, of that thing, you remember. Mm-hmm. I'm Marilyn, sorry. I, I must ask you a delicate question. Did your husband play cards, gamble, drinking problem? Does he owe any money to any... Um, not so nice gentleman. Well, I don't think he really. I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't uh, un, unheard of to, to to drink or or to occasionally play cards. I'm I'm sure, but uh, no, I, I don't think he he owed any anyone money that I know of. But I, look, I, obviously, it's obviously that he had a secret life, which we will have to uncover. Exactly. That, Unfortunately, as it turns out, husbands don't always tell their wives everything about their That's lives. That's true. Melody, would it be fair to say that he started acting strange around the time he met with this hypnotist? Not, not straight away, but... But afterwards. Yes, yes. All right, we'll, we'll definitely look into this. You see, sure, there we go. Um, I'll t- I'll take details of where I need to get money sent to to cover the to cover the rent and so on. Yeah, she gives you um, the the bank that they use, um, uh, and um, and uh, yeah, so she gives you the address for that as well. Um, she gives you an address for uh, the offices for her and Brandon. Um, they gives you an address for her home, uh, the bank. Um, yeah, and she tells you anything you need just just to call, and she gives her number as well. Will do. Madam Sterling, uh, allow me to recommend that you, uh, if there are any remaining appointments scheduled for the office, that you preemptively uh, phone or message, message those people and tell them uh, that uh, Brendan's had a family emergency and had to leave town, uh, which will be less likely to cause them to look for services elsewhere uh, or fear for some form of contagion. Oh, oh. That's a, of course, that's a great idea. Thank you so much, Mr. Lethbridge. Uh, and I suppose, gentlemen, that we should independently phone uh, our new friend, Mr. Argus. Uh, I think I'd like to take the first appointment uh, and take my uh, chemical sample uh, set with me uh, and determine what the nature of this incense is that Mr. Sterling found so appealing and, and Mrs. Sterling found so repellent. It sounds to me as though there's some sort of narcotic effect involved. Yeah, for all we know, it's opium. I, I, I'll be able to tell you a great deal about it if I can take a look at it. Um, our church uses a great deal of incense and we have quite a few different flavors, if you will. So I should be able to identify it fairly easily. Unless it's something completely unusual, you say a narcotic, possibly. Um, Melody, um, at, at this, she's finished her 
her breakfast and she, she gets up and, and thanks as you soon, As soon as she stands up, I stand up. Yes, of course, we all stand up. Um, uh, she thanks you all for, uh, you know, thank you so much for, for all your help. And, and uh, like I said, if, if you need anything, any more information, uh, uh, call me. And then if you hear anything, call me. Um, I, I suppose I, I'd, I'd best get going. I I, I need to go and organize uh, things. And as Marsden said, uh, start making some calls. Damn. Thank you again. And she goes kind of along the line and, and gives you all a, a warm hug. Um, and then and, and then leaves. Um, I give and her. Right, you said you'd go with her. Yeah, I'm gonna walk her down hella cab and then pay the cab, and then awesome. I'm gonna hand her a couple, you know, grocery money or whatever, a couple dollars. Oh, she squeezes your hand and and, um, and and thank you so much. I'm well, thinking at least ninety percent is that he's probably run off with some bimbo. We'll get to the bottom of it, and then I go make sure she gets in and away before I go back upstairs. I mean, it's oh yeah, most definitely. Politics is a great way to drain money out of someone. They're always looking for rich backers. Well, there's this. The only other possibility, I suppose, is that somebody's convinced him to give him all their money. That's what I'm thinking. This political group. Yeah, they're always looking possibly. for fundraisers. Yeah, yeah. It could even be the narcotics. I mean, the dentist might have got a taste, liked a taste of his own medicine, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Maybe you but wanted a bit more. Well, we need to find out from others to see if he had a gambling problem, if he had a problem with drugs, if he had a problem with joining strange religious cults, or absolutely hip hypnotists who can. I didn't think that a hypnotist could actually force you to do something you didn't want to do. You can up to a point, um, but I would I would have thought that something this significant would be a little bit beyond the realm of that. Especially if he truly loved his wife. This is why I suspect there might be some substance involved that alters yeah. that yeah. the range of potential behavior. Yeah. I mean, if I ever need to do anything, all I need to do is rely on this. I think to, don't need to worry about having any <laughs> any drugs, incense, flashing lights, or anything like that. I mean, it, it might be able to make someone more suggestible, but it depends what it is that they're using. I've heard that hypnotism works because it reveals what the person originally wanted and knew in their heart. Oh, that's maybe, maybe he wanted that all along, and he, he the hypnotist fed into that. I have also heard that you have to believe in hypnotism for it to actually work on you. There's a degree of that as well. Well, either it way, doesn't work on everyone. Horrible to leave a woman with zero money in the bank. And That's what makes no pay. sense. I thought they were quite in love. Even if he wasn't in love, leave money. You don't just walk. Yeah, away. he's not the. He was didn't come across to me as a a, a cad. Oh no! I think we all thought that uh, they were a respectable couple in every respect. Did we not? Yeah. You know, we are in the arcane society. We better make sure that he hasn't gotten involved in something much darker. Mm -hmm. and well, where do, we first, where do we start first, gents? Well, we start with this hypnotist. At least I, I, we'll see how long it takes to get an appointment with him. Uh, should we do it covertly, or should we just storm in there and demand? Oh, I'm going to approach him as if I were, uh, you know, 
interested in some sort of intervention from his mystical powers. The only question for me is whether it should be I who goes first or it should be Milton uh, who can study his technique. Either way, somebody should accompany or at least wait outside. Oh, yes. And should we have some sort of, I don't know, password so that if Milton is replaced by some sort of demonic doppelganger, um, hmm. we can confirm to make sure that he's not replaced. Mm -hmm. I say that, I say that in joking, but you know. <laughs> if you can get me to eat vegetables at, lun uh, at lunchtime, you know definitely something's wrong. That's all I can eat on Wednesdays. I think I'd, I definitely think accompanying uh, Marsden would be a good idea. Um, I can I can then be the uh, the friend to help him get back, or the designated driver. Hey, we could even take you to him to say you you've got a problem with the uh, the booze. That please, can you help my friend uh, resist the urge to pick up the bottle? And I'm there to help uh, to help drive him home afterwards. And then I can crit well not critique, but definitely take notes of what he's doing in the process. Well, let us necessary undo it afterwards. We have to be careful to reserve judgment on both sides because we don't know what their home and private life was actually like. If we find him, he might say, well, yeah, I loved her because I loved her too much and I couldn't find any way to tell her, so I just left. And then it's a private thing that we can't really get involved in. We can at least tell her he's okay. Oh, yeah, there's always two sides to everything. There's story. always two sides to this story, but... I think that it's quite relevant that you didn't take any clothing away. That's very strange. So if a man wants to run off and start a new life, shouldn't he bring uh, at least underclothes well, for that endeavor? I wonder if she actually really looked. Because if, if you're going to sneak away, then you take a suitcase, you put your clothes in it, you hide it in the closet, and then when your wife is gone, you grab that and you go. Or if uh, you've got enough money, just buy more clothes while you're going. That's true. He's also abandoning his lucrative practice. Right. Yeah, that makes no sense. No, I, the man's been kidnapped, uh, fallen, you know, given that he was apparently not entirely mentally competent, he, he might have, uh, you know, fallen under the subway tracks and been mistaken for a derelict when they scraped up his uh, buddy Mass. So he certainly needs to be somewhere, have something to wear, something to do. Perhaps uh, we should consider that as well, checking the hospitals and the morgue. Hmm. There's a lot of hospitals and a lot of morgues in a, in a town this big. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm going to, do we buzz for Sam, ring for Sam, knock for Sam? Uh, you, you buzz. There'll be a, there'll be like a little pulley on the on the wall, and I assume he can bring us a telephone. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, where did they live here in Manhattan? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Upper East Side. I'll tell you what. While you guys are doing that, I will go and check at the hospitals and the morgues. Um, I'm a, I look like a priest, so I can just go in and ask. Nobody will we question. Gonna, we're going to divide and conquer. Here. We'll meet back here this evening. 
Professor, uh, Doc, I'll go back to the lab and continue working on something. Or do you want me to do some research? And Good question. I, it's not immediately evident what uh, if there's a new project that this circumstance inspires. Well, when you had mentioned the um, the chemical, it brought to me the idea of that uh, little tear gas gun I was thinking about. We had mentioned it on the train coming back from Maine. That's a worthy project to take it right with, certainly. Uh, Dorcha, your name carries a little bit of weight in this town, doesn't it? I just with the know women. What? <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I was thinking if you... I just like being friendly. With a priest to some precincts or hospitals by dropping your name might get some uh, expedited uh, answers. Might get him in the newspaper. That's true, too. Sounds like a plan. Another thing I was thinking, um, do we know if Leopold does, is it strictly one-to-ones he does, or does he do like public, almost like a party tricks, if you would, like he, would he do it for bars? Oh, you're thinking like, of Argus? Oh yes, Argus, sorry. Who did I say, Leopold? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Ferdinand, my mistake. I see where you're going with that. After the Doc and uh, Milton make their analysis, maybe we could call him to do a party and get him into a room alone. I was more thinking along the terms of if he does do public shows, we could maybe find a tavern or, you know, a previous place he hosted it in and see if we could uh, see if there was anything weird that went on, like speak to the barkeep. Good call. You could certainly look into his past. Yeah. If if there's any discrepancies, there'll be uh, there'll be breadcrumbs all over the past. Yes, Mister Mister Chambers, you have a lot of uh, experience with uh, uh, some public records, don't you? Don't you have to file permits and things like that for some of your work? Yeah. You should be able to go in and look up to see you know, the building that he's in, why you know his rent, things like that, as if you were looking up other municipal. Well, if you can get me an address after the phone call, I'll work right on that. And uh, most uh, buildings, uh, at least the floor plans, are public record in New yeah. York. Yeah. All right. Well, so Zane, if I call uh, the number in the advertisement, do I get a, a message service? Uh, um, yeah, operator. I'm calling uh, TA463. Uh, that's a New Jersey number. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's printed an advertisement. I'll take it from you. Uh, we sit here for a New, uh, New Jersey number. That number's been disconnected, sir. Aha. Uh -huh. uh, are you liberty to tell me uh, for what length of time it has been out of service? Strictly speaking, we're not meant to do that. Sorry, sir. Uh, it's entirely understandable. You should be able to ask about the address that it's attached to, though. 
but is there uh, a name or address that was attached to that number while it was in service? No, sorry, sir. All we've got here listed is New, New Jersey. It's rather uh, a large state. Uh, I have the uh, one moment. The TA should put it into an area. Um, Weehawken, New Jersey. Weehawken. I know exactly where that is. Right across the river. Uh, well, I thank you for your time, operator. Good day. No, no problem. Well, now we have two missing parties. Well, whether they're missing or whether it's a whether it's a scam. That well, I don't like mean I don't mean missing like he's been kidnapped. I mean missing like he's run off with a dentist and his fortune. Right. Which could be the very secret that he's been keeping from his wife. Oh. Stranger things have happened. Although wouldn't again, be the first time. Wardrobe. So, uh, what do does anyone know anything about Weehawken? Uh, it's right across the Lincoln Tunnel, about fifteen minute trip from Midtown Manhattan. It's a strange what? place. Only strange people come from that there. Mm. <laughs> Heard most of the population of New Jersey are trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> um, small town, named after a native tribe, and we can't get a. Uh an appointment, and he paid for his advertisement in the Times well enough in advance that it's still running, even though he's absconded. Well, he's paid for four advertisements. He's had yeah, some I mean, money. He could have got a package deal. It, it could be a promotion they're running. It could be that he had to buy a minimum block of X, Y, and Z over a period of time. Right. Did it by the month, which means he already had plenty of money to burn. Damn and blast. It's probably, I think it would be safe to say this probably isn't the first number that's been disconnected. Right. I mean, if this if this guy is as good as from what the advertisements are boasting, and he's probably been in business quite a long time. He would have a business license. Exactly. Which might, you might be able to trace back where he's been before. Unless he didn't have a business license. Yeah, I'm thinking most con men wouldn't. Or if they did, it would be all fictitious. Interstate rules vary as well. I wonder, this missing men group, is it? I wonder League if... League of Forgotten Men. League of Forgotten Men. I wonder if they have a rouster. And if this gentleman's name would be upon it. Depends on if they're an illegal group or not. Yeah, look them up. Um, as I said, the, the League of Forgotten Men are uh, quite often, uh, they're in the paper quite often, most recently, um, so it's not hard to find um, that um, they meet um, at a community hall in Brooklyn neighborhood, Monday, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 7 till 9 p.m. And the meetings are open to the public. So there's one tonight. Yeah, because it's Wednesday today. It's a, 
rather distasteful, but probably necessary investigation. Do we, we suspect that they are some sort of fascist group? Yeah. Believe so. Makes me wonder who they've been forgot who they think they've been forgotten by. A lot of those um, uh, partisan groups of that persuasion uh, were still resentful about the Great War, of course. Hmm. Although uh, the dentist won't have had anything to do with that directly. And certainly has hardly been forgotten by society. It is attractive young wife, an Upper East Side apartment, and lucrative business career. I'm thinking we've got a couple of, go ahead. Oh, oh, you can go. I was just going to say, like, so we have a couple of leads then. We have that meeting tonight, which is at eight o'clock. Is that right? Seven Seven to nine. Seven to nine. And then we've also got, we had the number, but it's dead. You know, Mr. Mr. Leopold Bertinelli or whatever his last name was. This is the one that got kicked out, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hmm. I'm just wondering if this um, Argus has a connection with the League and maybe he would show up at the meeting. That's possible. That's where I was going with that. If you go, you might end up finding, uh, you might find uh, uh, Mr. Leo. Sterling there. He has to be somewhere. It is only tweed suit. And he Which may I be a believer. Well, I'm going to go look through the morgues in, this, in the hospitals. Um, I'll come back here about five this afternoon and meet up with you. Um, I, I'm debating, I, I'm not sure I want to be in any way associated with this league. Uh, and I don't exactly have a disguise. I stand up like a sore thumb. So I might not go, but uh, I could stay here and coordinate. I'll, I'll go with whoever. I'll go. We don't all need to go. You just waste your day wandering around going to hospitals. But tonight, mm. yes. Right, tonight, yeah. Without a firm lead on our hypnotist, I may go and have a go and pay Melody a visit and have a look around the house, see if she's missed anything. All right. We'll, we'll see you all later when I get up tonight. Okay, so Damiel's going to check hospitals. Milton, you're going to go to uh, Melody and Brandon's apartment. Uh, what are the other three doing? Uh, you're a, a, a Jersey fellow, Wyatt. Uh, they, oh, they began digging the Lincoln Tunnel last year, and it's not slated to be finished for a couple more. Does oh, one have to take right. a ferry to Weehawken? Correct. A ferry to Weehawken. Well, it's not <sighs> as bad as it sounds. That's where uh, they had the Aaron Burr duel. I suppose that's some historical interest, but what do we, is there a business district in Weehawken where a hypnotist would have an office? Um, give me a idea roll, Martin. 
Well, the reason we would go to New Jersey would be to look up records, and I think he's a con man, so I don't know if we want to take a whole day. It's going to be a half hour at least on the ferry, and then a couple hours in Jersey. If we want to get back to Brooklyn by 8 o'clock, I don't think it's Weehawken Day today. Is that an idea rule for everyone? It can be. I made mine normal, 56. Awesome. Um, 11. I, so, uh, I rolled an extreme success, surprisingly. Oh. So all of you that pass um, all of a sudden realize that um, there's potentially uh, that Oscar Kilgrave uh, might know a bit more information on Leopold. Uh, so it could be worth a visit. Uh, but also uh, the phone book. Um some names in the phone book. Yeah, you could ask the operator for the name. See if another number comes up for him. Uh, you mean for August? Uh, yeah, yeah, for August. Maybe, maybe something else will turn up when you ask the operator. Yeah, New, and it's... New York is one of the earliest cities that had a major phone book. So that's probably available too. Sam. Ding. Uh, yes, Mr. Chambers. Um, may we have a phone book? And would you happen to have a New Jersey phone book? Uh, not exactly on hand, sir, but we can procure one for you. That would be very good. Not a word. Uh, so he goes off and comes back a few moments later with uh, a substantial uh, book of uh, New York phone numbers. Um, and uh, has told you that he has sent Sam uh, down to um, to uh, a shop to procure a New Jersey phone book for you. Excellent, thank you. I go to dig through the phone book, but first you see me unwind a big, uh, kind of heavy chain from my wrist and put it on the table next to it. Um, you taking someone hostage? Oh, and then I press a button and you see the chain shoots out to a, a, a staff about three and a half foot. And Sam goes flipping backwards. No, I wait. <laughs> I thought you've seen this. That's, that's the first combat of the campaign. <laughs> and then I press a button and you see electric electricity shoot up and down the edge of the, the staff. And I press a button again, and it wraps back down around. I do sure you apologize, don't Mr. Chambers, but uh, uh, Sam has said after your last experiment, uh, uh, we, we can't have any more um, uh, calls from the fire department. Oh, no, no, of course not. And I reach into my pocket, and I hand him a little tip. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good day, sir. Uh, so you want to go through the, the phone yeah, book? Yeah, um, the phone book. Give me a library use. 20. Oh, um, so it doesn't take you kind of too long. Uh, you cannot find a Ferdinand Argus uh, listed in the phone book, but you do find a Leopold Fontanelli and there okay. is an address. I found good old Leo. Do we know why he was kicked out? Do we have any of that insight? No. You don't know the details now. Yeah. They are, there was a weapon. 
we can ask Oscar. Uh, and I think that's the next phone call. He might also know, um, without even having recourse to his library, uh, what that tree symbol is attached to. Um, if you'd like to call uh, Fontanelli, he of the soft skull, feel free. Otherwise, I'll go right ahead and see if Oscar's in. Uh, somebody could call. So I'll Daniel's call. gone. He's gone to the, the hospital to, uh, or the morgues and so so forth to do that. Um, so it's just the four of you guys left. Okay. Who's hey, going to... So I'm going to be making my way to uh, oh, Melody's anyway. That's right. You've, you've oh, headed yeah. off to, um, to... It's just Owen, Wyatt, and Marsden left and Eats Minor. Um, before we call Leo, what what would be what would we be looking to ask him? Well, that's why I was thinking I would call Oscar because I don't know what Fontanelli will tell us. Uh, unless, of course, he, you know, he's been camping all week with Brendan and uh, there's been a banking error. I think statistically that's quite unlikely. Call, yeah, call, call the other one first. Yes. And Can we're I looking to... Kil Kilgrave in? Go ahead. I was just going to say, so we're looking to see if they are aware of the symbol, um, if they're aware of the hypnotist, and if they're familiar with the League of Forgotten Gentlemen, is that right? And what they fought, what he fought with Fontanelli over? Yes, that's right. And whether he knew anything or noticed anything strange about Brandon, as he's also a member of the society. Right. Ah, so you're going to call Kilgrave? Correct. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to. <laughs> I'm afraid that number is no longer in service. Uh, no, after a few rings, uh, the phone is answered. Um, this is the Kilgrave resident, who may I ask is speaking. Uh, this is uh, Martin Lethbridge for Mr. Kilgrave. Is he in? Uh, yes, sir. Just a moment. Thank you. Um, uh, a few moments pass. Uh, and uh, the phone picked up again. Yes, this is Kilgrave. Lethbridge here. Thanks for picking up. Ah, Marsden, you've returned. How was your little tour with the others? You know, again, I thought that uh, there were some items of geographical interest, uh, and I suppose it was a success if debunking is what we desired. Um, nothing. Well, it all helps, Lethbridge. It all helps. Yes, nothing. Nothing Super turned up true. of any uh, preternatural interest. Mm. Um, we've just had a visit from uh, Mrs. Sterling, you know, Brendan's wife, oh, Melody. Melody. Yes. yes. How now, is she? Uh, she's in a great deal of distress. Uh, Brendan has gone missing. Oh. Does that strike you as unusual, particularly? Yes. Uh, he was at the last meeting with Melody. I mean, he was acting... Uh, somewhat uh, strange. I thought he was sick under the weather with the flu or, or something along those lines, but um, no, he's missing you, sir. Uh, well, it's interesting to know that you've already seen that he was in some distress. Yes. 
She said he was acting strangely. He's been receiving hypnosis from this uh, Ferdinand Argus fellow. Has he come across your uh, field of view? No. He's, uh, um, he was a hypnotist operating in Weehawken, New Jersey. Um, so the short version is that they've been spending time together. Brendan's cleared out the bank account, gone missing. And the hypnotist is no longer answering his telephone. How strange. Well, uh, of course, uh, Melody is a member of the, the society, so uh, we, we can more than uh, cover her um, any e expenses that she needs covered. That's not a, uh, not a problem. I can get, uh, get that seen to uh, quick smart. Uh, yes. As for this, this hypnotist, what was the name you said? It's Ferdinand Argus, A-R-G-U-S. Yes. And he, he employs an interesting symbol in his advertisement. It's an, uh, a, an oval insignia with a, 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 an arched trunked tree with uh, branches that radiate only uh, upward from one side of the trunk. It oh, seems... Yeah, and you said uh, you said this was in the the paper. He uh, he advertised with it. Yes, uh, Clinton, Clinton, could you bring please bring me today's Times uh, and also uh, jot down this name, uh, Ferdinand Argus, uh, Weehawk in New Jersey. See what you can find on that. The advertisement in today's paper is on page forty six. Lower left. Uh, thank you very much, Clinton. Uh, yes, I've just got the paper here. One moment. Uh, 46. And the, the phone goes quiet for a few moments. Marsden, I think it's best you come here. I, I see. Uh, very well. Uh, I'm, I'm with uh, Owen and Wyatt. Should we all come out? Just you for now. I think you may have... Uh, stumbled upon something that you shouldn't have. Uh, I understand. Um, I'll, uh, uh, should I get a, I'll get a car. And I'll, see I'll send, I'll, I can send a car. That's not a problem. Uh, just sit tight. You're at Bargles, I'm assuming. We're at Bargles, quite. All right. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send a car for you, Marsden. Ed, keep this between uh, you and the group, yes? Mm. Yes, quite understood. Uh, thanks, Oscar. See you shortly. Not a problem. And the phone goes dead. Uh, well, uh, if Oscar's upset about something, gentlemen, uh, it can't be pretty. Definitely not. Um, did, did he say why, or was he cryptic? Uh, rather the latter, yes. I mean, you know, uh, head of the Arcade Society, he likes a bit of mystery. But he was cryptic about the bake sale last year, so right. was it that kind of cryptic or like, ooh, really cryptic? Uh, I am left. Sorry. Oh, to suspect and come alone. Mm, is he disconnecting? Are you there? 
I think you could. We lost you. Uh, I think it's something uh, on the serious side of his cryptic nature in that he requested that we keep things quiet in the group and that I come to see him alone. He clearly recognized the, uh, the strange tree. Okay. That is strange. Yes, it was, to, it, you know, he didn't, he sounded, uh, honestly, he sounded a bit shocked. Oh yeah, I, I could tell from your facial expression that I knew it wasn't pretty. It just Do my facial expressions pretty. ever suggest something pretty? You know what I meant. Hmm. So uh, I'm off to uh, the longer part of the island. Uh, I don't know that I'll be back in time for the meeting of the um, debased buffoons in Brooklyn. Well, I'll definitely go to the Brooklyn meeting. Deutsche. Shall we both go then? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so uh, Damiel, you're going to spend most of the day uh, searching around all the uh the hospitals and looking such. at dead bodies yeah probably yeah. um uh yeah and obviously nothing nothing turns up there's a couple of john does that uh fit some descriptions but you go in and, and none of them are brandon uh you know what brandon looks like so that's, well, that's good pretty news. much yeah that's that's pretty much your day uh marsden um you wait for probably another kind of 40 minutes and eventually uh, Sam comes up and says uh, uh, Mr. Lethbridge there is a car waiting outside for you very good Sam uh, and you go down and there's a, a very long um, Rolls Royce um, uh, set up there with the driver who who nods at you and and uh, opens the, do the back door for you and and uh, and you sit in uh, Milton you headed off to Bangwich will will plane seat what are Owen and Wyatt going to do? Because you've got a long wait before the... Um, it's still morning at this point, so there's a long wait before... Well, it's, it's around about midday, um, but yeah, the, the meeting in Brooklyn's for quite some time, so... What do you think about trying to find old newspaper articles to see if he's performed in any public venues? Because I'm thinking if we can, if those venues are nearby, we can go and speak to some of the staff to see if there was anything peculiar that went on. All right, that works. I was thinking about maybe um, seeing if we could find any other information about the meeting or the group itself. And also um, uh, if, if we could see if there's any arrest reports for, um, for Argus. That sounds good. Well, sure. We'll, we'll do your ideas because they sound more practical for now. Well, we could go to the library and research all three of them and then go to a police station in the area. Hmm, I don't know what where his place was. Well, let's do the research first. Yeah, we'll make tracks now and then we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Where whose place was? Well, I, we didn't get an address for Argus, so, but no. the public, uh, 
I don't know if they did it then, but they would put arrest reports in the newspapers. I don't know. You if do they... have Leopold's address, though, just to remember. Yeah, I'm going to wait until Mardson asks some more info on that. So we could go to the New York Public Library and. You sure can. Again. Yeah, I think it would be better if we approached Leopold with a bit more context. Right. Okay, so you guys make your way over to, to the library. Uh, you can both give me library use checks uh, for now. 25. So just a normal. No, that's a fumble. I rip some of the newspapers. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, I'll get back to what that role is going to mean uh, in a moment. But right now, we're going to do uh, role play of, of Milston uh, arriving at uh, Melody and Brendan's apartment. Um, so it's uh, uh, like a, a Tudor house um, kind of apartment sort of type of thing. Um, she calls an apartment, but it's it's a pretty substantial kind of you know place that they, they live in um, uh, up on on the Upper East Side. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll arrive by cab and head over to the front door, and hopefully have got there after she's got back. And yeah, just give it a, a knock. Um, after a few moments, um, uh, Melody comes to the door um, and she's still looking distressed, but she seems there's a bit more colour in her cheeks and uh, she seems to kind of, uh, oh, Milton, is there any more updates? Have you found him? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, if we had, that would have set a world record, I think, for, uh, for finding someone. No, unfortunately not. Uh, I mainly came by uh, just to have, if Obviously, if it's okay with you to have a look around to see maybe if there's anything you missed, anything that might be might be here that might give us a bit more of a clue, you know, another set of eyes never hurts looking over things. Of, of course, yes, yes. Uh, please, please come in, come in. Yeah, I'll head on in. Um, so uh, as you as you come in uh, the front door uh, to your left, um, you can sort of see looks into kind of a lounge or sitting room. Um, and to the right uh, is, is a dining room. Um, mm -hmm. And then directly in front of you, there's the corridor going down and then stairs going up to the second floor. Gotcha. Um, so she leads you through uh, to, to the sitting room. Um, and could I, could I get you a, a drink or something? Or, or would you like to, to start looking around straight away? Oh, I could murder a coffee. Uh, yes, that's fine. Uh, uh, why don't you start? Um, his studies upstairs, and and uh, feel free to look through uh, our bedroom as well. I, I trust you, um, and I'll I'll put the kettle on. Okay. Yeah, I'll you find me upstairs in his office then. <laughs> fine. Uh, so she walks off to to the kitchen, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you can make your way upstairs. Um, as you get to the second landing, um, directly in front of you is is a bathroom. Um, got a bar, pretty basic um, uh, toilet um, is, is in a separate room. It's a water closet off the side. Um, directly to your left, uh, with the door open ajar, uh, you can see what looks like a kind of quite oak, um, your desk table, um, and, and, and kind of some bookcases on the wall. Uh, and then just next to that is uh, looked through into, into the bedroom by the looks of it. And then there's a guest room off to the other side. Okay, going into the bedroom first of all then. Mm -hmm. um, 
is there quite an obvious separation of this is his stuff, this is her stuff? Yeah, there's quite literally um, at the foot of the bed, um, there's um, a bureau. Um, and, and on either side is, is almost like two doorways. And it's very clearly like a him and hers closet type situation. So one side, nice women's dresses and high heels and, and the like. And on the other side, suits, ties, hats, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, I'm looking for anything that would be considered like male jewellery. So any um, signet rings, cufflinks, uh, tie pins, clasps, anything like that. Give me a spot hidden. Oh, one! Hey, my dice love me. <laughs> um, you don't find any uh, any rings or, or bracelets or, or anything along those lines, uh, but in the pocket of one of his uh, overcoats, you do find a white cloth armband. Okay. That's unusual. Anything because um, you've got such a good role on your spot and as well. Uh, there's no like every hanger in the closet has an item on it. It doesn't seem like anything's missing. The drawers seem to have um, like there's kind of no gaps. It's all very well. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything on the armband or is it just plain white? It's just plain white. Someone's gone to an anti-funeral. Kind of so thick. Hmm. Okay. I'll put that back where I found it. Uh, in which case, if there's nothing of a, of a personal nature like that, there's a kind of hard object, um, I'll go to the office and see if I can find any, like if he had a well-used pen or anything of station, any note of stationery then that would fit the bill. Sure. Um, so as you go into the study, as I said, there's the, the large oak desk with the, the green leather topper um, and then quite a large high back, um, uh, nice uh, uh, chair. Uh, you'd probably find this quite comical that a dentist has this elaborate and kind of fancier a study. Um, mm -hmm. But he, obviously, Brandon has quite a lot of interest in kind of esoteric stuff and the occult and so on and so forth he's he's got quite a few books here himself of um occulty things and and so on and so forth he's got a couple of um uh kind of souvenirs on the wall from expeditions he's gone on with with melee to to, to various places and that's what you see when you first walk in mm -hmm. okay i'll i'll go over to that uh, that lovely chesterfield like chair yeah. Sit down and uh, sit down in that, and get get myself comfortable, and have a look around the. When I open up the drawers immediately in front of him, um, anything in like the side pedestals or cabinets that there are there. Um, because you had such a good role on your spot hidden, I'll let you have this one. Uh, you noticed on his, uh, he has a notepad on his desk off to one side, uh, and you notice that there's. Um, part of, of the, the notepad has been ripped, like the page has been ripped off. And um, on the page, you can see um, the letters um, K-E-T 
uh, and then the rest is ripped off. But you can see that there's an indent on the page beneath. Time to bring out that pencil then. Cool. Start very um, softly going across. Yeah. Um, so you manage to kind of, you, you go across it uh, very, very lightly and you, you pick up the other letters H N O S. H M O S. Kethmos. Uh, sorry, not M, N, N, as in no, N. Kethnos. Yeah. Okay. Does the word ring any uh, ring any bells? No. No. Again, it has the well, counts almost sounds kind of Greek or Latinate. Um, give me a uh, give me a, it's technically a smell but give me a listen check <laughs> okay give me a sense check <laughs> 59 is a regular success awesome you all of a sudden get a you can smell a strangely sweet um, kind of aroma around this room uh, very very much like coming from uh like it, it's strongest by the chair um um and it's it's like a it's it's a floral east so it's flowery but it's it's unlike any kind of other floral kind of it's not like potpourri or anything it's stronger than that but mm -hmm. you get a, it's very when you turn your head into the chair it, it, you can get it even stronger very weird I've not got any background with drugs, so I have absolutely no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> uh, however, that might give me a uh, helping hand, because my intention is to come up here and surround myself with his things and his life. I'm going to uh, bring up my notepad, start drawing with one of his pens, and see if I can you know, use my clairvoyance to get any kind of idea as to what connection there is to him. Okay. So... Let's get the old. What page of a? Eighty-four. I'm looking at the last paragraph in particular, which is uh, certain objects may assist in a reading, such as a photograph of a missing person or a personal object uh, to the clairvoyant hero, etc. Okay, so roll me a one d six. Three. Okay, so this can take three rounds of, of time. Hopefully uh, she's still making coffee. <laughs> uh, give me uh, one, uh, another 1d6. Two. Okay, it's going to take you uh, three plus one. So, uh, sorry, uh, two plus one. So three points um, of magic points you're going to take. Yep. Um, and you're going to roll your... Uh, so this is, you've got to roll your clairvoyance first. And if you pass, yep. then that'll be what you take, yeah. So roll your clairvoyance. 14. So that's a, under my hard is 25. So, yep, that's a hard. Um, what the hell? I'll burn four points of luck and make it an extreme. Okay. Um. So you sort of take a moment to kind of uh, sit there and kind of get into the 
you've you've got the name Kipnos and and you've got the smell around you and you've got your piece of paper and you sort of sit there and start to kind of you know thing and all of a sudden um you can you can see like a purple sky and in front of you is a is a is quite a tall kind of tower made out of, of stone um and and you can see things flying around in the sky but you can't get a a, a good look of of what these these things are um but the main thing you notice is you can hear screaming and and kind of cloudy images are rushing past you in all different directions and it's just you're you're getting a, a sense of 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 pure terror and 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 just chaos when you say screaming uh can i ascertain is it a small number of people is it a large group is it large, male is it, it female or is it blurred the whole yeah it's, it's very much a, a cacophony of screams and and um and, and uh yeah okay do i need to make a sound check for that yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah i'm on first loose sand 13 that's a pass okay yeah no so just take the one for that yeah um, and uh give me give me a luck roll now that'll spend some luck 98 is definitely a fail uh okay in that case um uh all of a sudden you you were uh, sh shaken out of your uh out of your kind of vision that you were having um and melody is standing uh, in front of you with the her hand on your shoulder are you, are you all right, Milton? You, you were screaming. I was screaming. Yes, I, I, I was making the coffee, and you. Ugh. Um. I probably want a bigger mug. Right. Uh, yes. I, I. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Don't, don't move. I, I'll, I'll bring some, some. Uh, Something as well to, to some, something a bit stronger, possibly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly won't say no. Uh, and as you look down at your your piece of paper, um, it's not like brilliantly drawn or whatever, but you can see you've drawn a, a tall tower um, with kind of a portico at the top and and, and like a spires around the, around the top. Oh boy. Um, so leave you with that to let that all sink in. Uh, Marsden, um, the drive over to uh, Long Island uh, takes probably about 40, 45 minutes um, with traffic in New York and the like. Um, and um, you pull up outside uh, the house uh, and the driver lets you out and then drives the car off. Um, at the door, you're uh, met um, by uh, Clinton, um, uh, Oscar Kilgrave's uh, manservant, uh, butler, 
bodyguard, what have you. Uh, he, he's an uh, ex-soldier, uh, very well-built man, um, British. Uh, Mr. Lethbridge, if you would follow me, uh, to, I'll take you through to the library. Mr. Kilgrave will be with you in just a moment. Thank you, Clinton. And he leads you through this quite large um, uh, kind of entranceway with a double staircase going up to the second level. And he takes you um, directly under the staircase uh, to a very large room. This is normally where most of the meetings are held for the Arcane Society. Uh, so it's quite an expansive room and books uh, around the wall. Um, off to there's various desks where people can sit and study. Um, but the, uh, off by the fireplace, um, there is, um, uh, it's been set up. There's a tray uh, with drinks uh, and, and so forth on it. Um, and uh, Clinton gestures uh, uh, you to sit down on one of the large armchairs. Uh, thank you, Clinton. Uh, and then he, he leaves the room. Um, I, and I pour myself, I spritz myself a pure tonic. Fair enough. Colonine is good. Um, after a few moments, um, uh, your host uh, into the room, as I ex uh, described last week, uh, Kilgrave is a, a quite handsome man, uh, olive skinned, uh, slick back hair with, uh, with goatee. Um, uh, he, at this current stage, is wearing a very crisp white shirt, a double-breasted waistcoat and striped pants uh, with, with a uh, red cravat. Um, uh, and he, he comes over to, uh, to where you're sitting and, and um, uh, reaches out his hand and, and shakes your hand. Lethbridge, uh, thank you so much for coming. Uh, certainly, Kilgrave. It seemed... It seemed rather urgent. Yes. Uh, this image that you uh, you said uh, uh, our, our poor Brandon is, is associated with the man who uses this image, is that correct? That is very much so. I've, I've uh, seen this image in my, uh, my travels. Um, I, I must admit, I, I do not know much of it, but um, this image pertains to a, an amulet from, uh, now stay with me, Lethbridge, yeah. an ancient society, an ancient race of people who were here far before we were. Supposedly. Supposedly, but this is no uh, Rosicrucian nonsense or, um, you know, Thothian humbuggery. This is something that might actually be ancient. Oh, yes. I mean, from the, well, the research that I've done and the people I've spoken to uh, uh, of, of such things, yes, this, 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 there's definitely strong potential in this. I see. And it must be fairly esoteric. Oh, yes, yes, very much. When I saw it, I was hoping there'd be something in your library that would help uh, identify it because it struck me as unusual. But I haven't run across it myself. Unfortunately, I don't think any of my books were, um, would, would be able to suffice in this, in this happenstance. But uh, I could possibly put word to... Uh, 
those at, at, at Miskatonic and see if they would potentially be able to lend me some things. So this group, uh, is it a fraternity or a cult or? Well, there's potential that, I mean, cults follow all kinds of strange, weird and wonderful uh, different people. Uh, you must remind me to tell you of uh, uh, a, a strange group of people that uh, came out of a place called Innsmouth. But uh, that is a completely different story. Um, there's potential there, there could be a cult that, uh, that are looking into such things, which this Debian uh, system of yours might be uh, a member of. But um, this particular amulet uh, was wielded um, by this particular race um in this ancient race tell me lethbridge have you heard the name lomar lomar yes l o m a r yes shall i roll or yeah, sure. Give me, give me an occult roll. It have to be a oh, considerably no good roll. <laughs> yes, that would have to be magic since I have nothing. I wasted a twelve on a on a five occult. Spend some um, luck. Spend oh, luck. Plenty good point. I am not used to pulp. The, twelve. Yeah, you can, oh, you've heavens. got luck to burn. <laughs> yeah, if if I spend eleven, that's a one. <laughs> you know everything about Lomar. Campaign's finished, Lomar? guys. Lomar, <laughs> you say? Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, you have heard uh, speak of Lomar. It's, it's one of those um, ancient civilizations that's akin to those of, like, Atlantis. Uh, it's currently spoken of, of, of that sort of level. Um, was here on Earth. Uh, but quite like the Roman Empire and that of, of Atlantis and those things like it, the, the hidden city of El Dorado, it's kind of widely seen as, as a myth and, and, and so on and so forth, and it didn't really happen. But you have heard talk of, of uh, this, this ancient race, um, and, and they were kind of most famously known for the, the, the high intellect of, of supposedly this this race and, and group of people were, uh, and um, would even dabble in um, the power of the mind. And would you say race in this context, are we to understand that these are not precisely humans that were the people of Loma? Well, if they were humans, then they definitely had help from elsewhere. And you associate this image with uh, Lomar, Kilgrave? Yes. It's, uh, it's an image that pertains to an amulet uh, that their high priest would wear. Um, goes by the name of the Crystal of Nafkon. That's N-A-P-H-K-O-N. 
Now, my first difficulty you'll see is that should this Argus fellow, and that's almost certainly not his authentic name, should he have some connection to this ancient civilization of sages that might give him the ability to use hypnosis to abuse people, but one would expect that he would be sufficiently wise not to wish to, 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 to beggar a dentist for personal gain seems not at all in keeping with the yes. behavior of an ancient culture. I do agree. There's definitely something we should, uh, as far as the society goes, look into. Since, um, since uh, you and your associates, by the sounds of it, have already um, stumbled upon it, uh, I know you've just returned from, uh, from your, your, your trip that you all went on, but do you believe the others would be happy to um, look into this for the society? Oh, I certainly think so. Uh, many of them uh, seem quite comically emotionally moved by the distress of uh, uh, Melody. What's her name? Yes. You know, oh, yes, I've uh, I've already sent um, uh, some some uh, people to to rectify uh, Brandon's actions. You said he uh, emptied their bank account. He has vanished and beggared her, and he also seems to have fallen in with um, distasteful companions, uh, including, if you'll forgive my mention of the name, Mr. Fontanelli. Leopold Fontanelli. It might be advisable under these circumstances, Oscar, uh, if you were to explain something of the nature of your falling out. Well, it's quite simple, Marsden. You see, Leopold is a part of a group called the League of the Forgotten Men who have certain beliefs, shall we say. They're of quite the ugly simply, populist variety, yes? Yes, and quite simply, I am Jewish. I assume and the family name was changed then, Kilgrave, although Oscar, yeah, it's interesting. Yes, uh, at some point, uh, my grandfather, uh, you know how cha names change over time and, and whatnot. But um, yes, uh, it, Fontanelli uh, was organizing coup of sorts as it was within the society he was trying to uh, overthrow me and my dirty blood as if anything should be remotely political about the search of knowledge and wisdom what a vile and petty thing could not agree more marston and that is why after many months of um putting up with his mm, questionable views uh, I asked him to leave the society. He took a few of our members with him who had such beliefs. And, uh, well, that is when um, they, not long after, the League began. Now, I should not have thought that Brendan would be likely to follow such a system, but it appears he has. I wonder if this strange. has something to do, again, with the influence of this dubious hypnotist who uses this ancient symbol. All I can say, Marsden, is if, if this hypnotist of yours is using this symbol 
they do not underestimate him. If he knows anything of, of the true knowledge of Loma and the people of Loma, then it is quite possible that he has powers that we cannot even begin to comprehend. The amulet itself is, a, is an object of considerable potency. Oh, yes, if the stories are anything to go by. So I somehow, don't know exactly, but it's, it's worth uh, making some calls at least. Certainly. If somehow this supposed Argus should have come across this amulet, it would aid him in perhaps coercing otherwise reasonable individuals. Yes, uh, I, I would say so. Those with a, a weak enough mind. Uh, well, this is, would seem, uh, Melody seemed impervious to it. She found also that he had a repugnant incense that he employed. Uh, well, one thing I have learned about Melody is uh, she's quite strong-minded. So the Sterlings are an unequal partnership, but we should try to keep both of them alive for her sake. Mm. But possibly as well that uh, this, this hypnotist of yours was still getting used to using the, the crystal uh, or the amulet. Uh, and so though it was able to work on uh, Brendan, he wasn't able to make it work on, on Melody. Um, and he may in fact have been experimenting on her to that end. Yes, yes, of course. Um, how long has uh, had uh, Brendan been seeing the sicknesses? I believe she said they met in the springtime. Oh, it is the springtime. January, uh, I, she mentioned. A few months. And the, and the uh, change in his behavior was gradual. Right, so con uh, yes, yes, it could be, uh, as you said, like if her on the one case didn't enjoy it, so she didn't keep going. Whereas if he had continuous treatments, as it were, yes, it could uh, knock away at his psyche. And she said there was a strange smelling incense as well. Yes, she found it quite repugnant, overwhelming. How strange. Well, I suspect there might be a narcotic component. Yeah, there's definitely potential. Well, as I said, though, Marsden, uh, definitely keep this between you and the group. Um, but uh, if you could look into this and keep me updated as, as, as you can. Um, and uh, yes, if you need anything, uh, you only need to call and, and uh, the society will, of course, um, cover any costs required. Very thoughtful of you. Um, any 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 further uh, material on the Lomar? I think is a is a good place to start. Yes, definitely look into anything you can on the on the myths and legends of uh, of Lomar and, and learn more of that if you can. Was there a geographical um, area associated with that culture? Oh, off the top of my head, no, I, I can't. I can't recall one, unfortunately. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, I make it back uh, into the city proper in time to uh, attend one of the meetings of these forgotten men. We're hoping to find Brendan there since he's been seen nowhere else. Cool. So before, uh, so if you're heading towards um, the, the meeting um, that starts at seven, 
uh, what I'll do is I'll jump over to Owen and, and Wyatt. Um, so you guys spend most of the day uh, kind of searching around the, um, the, the library and so on and so forth. And uh, you, you don't find anything there as to um, the, the, the articles in the paper popped up at about two years ago, but anything before that, there's just no trace of a Ferdinand Argus uh, anywhere. You, you can't find any business records or, or, or anything like that. It's just all of a sudden, Ferdinand Argus just appeared in New York City and, uh, and started. Um, the only thing we could find are his adverts? Okay. Just that advert. That is the only thing you, you, you can make any sense of. Um, the, his name's not, a, uh, the name and number's not in the phone book. Uh, there's no police records on, on a Ferdinand Argus. Um, yeah. So all, all you have in regards to that was the disconnected number and Weehawk in New Jersey. Now, what about the any articles on the League of Forgotten Men? Oh, yeah, there's there's plenty of articles um, about them starting up a couple of years ago and, and slowly building reputation. Um and uh, views of of um, the current uh, U.S. Uh, policies and, and everything like that and, and treatment. Now, now, can I surmise, are they almost like a hate group? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah very much. Um, and a uh, couple of images, probably in some of the newspapers, um, as I said, mostly it's, it's almost mainly white men. Um, uh, and in all the images, they're all standing there, and they all wear a white armband uh, on their on their jackets. Um, and under one of the uh, the articles, um, it said um, the uh, New York chapter of the um, League of Forgotten Men um, photoed uh, in, in center um, uh, current president Ross Seabrook. Ross Seabrook. Yeah. I look over the table at Dorcha and I say, if there's one thing I hate in this life, it's bullies. And this, and I throw, not throw at him, but throw the newspaper on the table, is a bunch of damn bullies. Excuse my language. Nothing worse than bigotry. And he cracks his knuckles. So it, it is a hate group, pretty much. Well, if he got mixed up with them, and if this Argus fellow is with the League, maybe they brainwashed him into being a despicable human or brought something out that existed somewhere in his res the recesses of his mind. Yeah, I mean, in my experience, people that are open to hate so easily are quite feeble-minded themselves. However, and I hate to say this, it may be in our benefit to brainwash ourselves a little bit for this meeting. Oh, give Milton a little whirl? Just to blend in in case. I mean, I'm white and Irish. I, like, I'll be fine. Oh, We'll, we'll blend in. We just need to put on a happy face, even though it's turning our stomachs. Yeah. 
We'll just play our cards close to our chest, I guess. Yeah. Um, is there any photos in the newspaper with group with the groups? There's pictures of them. Yep. Can we get, go through the pictures a little finer and look to see if we recognize anybody? Maybe Leo or Argus or you only have the description of, of Argus and he's quite you know with the, the if pointed beard, but really nothing right. he doesn't he doesn't pop up. Uh, you don't know what Leopold looks like, so you have no way of knowing. Oh, I thought we had known him from the group before he was ejected. No, he was gone before you came in. Oh, you okay. Heard, so you heard speak of him being kicked out. Don't forget um, that idea. <laughs> um, and uh, then, uh, yeah, there's no no images of Brandon. All right. But you're going to head make your way over to the, the meeting. Um. Probably stop off at the anvil first, and then over to the meeting. The anvil okay, is well, uh, dark. Didn't we and plan to to regroup at Bargles at five? I believe so. That was the plan. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you guys are, are all head back to Bargles, uh, and we'll we'll leave it there for tonight. As uh, as you prepare to potentially go to tonight's meeting of the League of Forgotten Men in Brooklyn. <laughs> That was great. That was a great first session. Indeed. All right. Uh, our players included Jason Melichok, Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Mark Anthony, and myself with Zane Fleming as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.